Hi, welcome to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. I'm your host, Khalida Dubose. This podcast is all about helping you as a woman of color increase your sales, overcome your mindset blocks, and giving you the practical information that you need to thrive in your business and your life. Today, we're talking to LaToya Jackson, the founder and CEO of Excel Capital Group, which provides business credit and funding solutions for entrepreneurs looking for capital to start, grow, and scale their business. LaToya, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you. I know you have some big things coming up, like a TED Talk. I'll let you talk about that on your own. I was really interested to have a conversation with you because I've seen your posts on Facebook. I think that's where where I started following you. And I hear people talking about like business credit and things like that. And I was like even a crowdfunding coach. And I'm like, I don't really know if I know what that is. But like, I want my audience to know about it if it's something that could be really helpful. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes. We're going to be talking all about business credit. It's a lot of misconceptions out there about what it is and what it's not. So hopefully we can give your listeners some valuable information today. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So to kick us off, how about you let us know a little bit about you and how you got into this field? Sure. So basically, I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio. I grew up very poor. I was raised by a single mom. I have a dad who died from cancer when I was two. And so, you know, as a child, I just wanted more for my life. You know, looking at your surroundings, I just, I was like, there's got to be a better way. And so, you know, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs or real estate investors or anything like that. And I went to college and I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it introduced me to real estate. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I never knew, you know, all of the different, you know, ways that you can leverage real estate to to really acquire some sort of wealth. But I was a broke college student then. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to (laughs) get into real estate, you know. So I just kind of did what everybody else tells us to do, right? Go to school, get good grades, go work in corporate America, you know, go from there. So that's what I did. I graduated, got a degree in business, majored in marketing. And then I worked in sales, uh, business to business sales for 15 years. And one of the jobs or companies that I worked for relocated me from Cleveland to the DC market. And when I moved there, I said, oh, well, maybe now is a great time to get into real estate. So I got my license, uh, started working with Long and Foster Realtors. And it was there that I started working with a lot of investors. And they would tell me things, you know, how much they want to get the property for, how much they, you know, plan to put into the project, you know, what the after repair value is. And I would hear them talk about business credit as one of the ways that they would fund the project. And I was like, what's that? You know, I have a business degree, you know, but I never heard of business credit. What is that? And so, you know, they would tell me, you know, oh, I'm getting my my business credit. That's going to help me do my rehab. And so that kind of opened my mind to like, you know, what that is. Uh, but then I was still a sales rep. So I was working, you know, full time as a sales rep and then part time as an agent and I got a promotion. And so I got relocated from the D.C. market to the Chicago area. And once I moved here, I was covering three states, you know, parts of Illinois, parts of Indiana and parts of Michigan. And, I, you know, your license doesn't transfer. You got to go back to school again. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I can't show a house if I'm working in Michigan like this is just it's not going to work for me. So that's when I decided to go the investor route. So being new to Chicago, I started going to workshops and seminars and started networking with people. And I started to partner with people to do deals. And so over a five-year period, we did various types of real estate projects, everything from wholesale, Airbnb, 
buy and hold, commercial, mixed use commercial. And we raised uh, close to $2 million. And 300000 of that was business credit, right? Some of that was leveraging personal credit. Some of that was business credit. Some of that was hard money loans. Some of that was leveraging 401k from work. Some of that was uh, private capital, you know, raising money with investors and offering them a double digit return. So within my background, I learned quite a bit about funding. And uh, one day I went to a women's empowerment event. And this woman raised her hand. She was like, what's a Dunn's number and how can I use that to get funding for my business? And there was a CPA there and she said, oh, you don't need a Dunn's number. You just need, you know, a 720 score, need to be in business two years, need to have 250K in gross revenue, you need to have personal and business tax returns. You know, you might have to pledge, you know, you might have to pledge collateral. I was like... Like, that's not 100% true. Like, yes, if you go to a bank, yes, they want you to sign your whole life away. You're going to have to have a lot of requirements because banks are not set up to take any sort of risk. So they're going to make you jump through hoops. I knew because of my background that there are non-traditional lenders out there that can help you get access to capital without having all of those strict requirements of the bank. Right. And so that's when I decided to start my company, Excel Capital Group, because I felt like in real estate, you know, funding options or common knowledge, you know, the different types of ways to, to raise funding, to do various deals. But I feel like in other industries, you know, other entrepreneurs might not be aware of the other funding opportunities available to them. They may just, you know, they may just think of a bank as, as the only place that they can get, get funding. So that's kind of how I I started the business. and, And that's my background. Awesome. That's amazing. I mean, that's typically how you start businesses, right? Like mm-hmm. you have some prior knowledge and, and then you see a gap in the market. So, hey, maybe I can start a business with this. So now, Absolutely. of course, top of mind is tell us what business credit is and why it's important. Like why why it could be important for an entrepreneur. Well, business credit in layman's terms, it's just credit that's in your corporate name. It's separate from you personally. So just like on the personal side where you might have a car note or a student loan or you know, mortgage in your personal name, and when you pay those bills, you get it's reported to the personal credit bureaus and you get a score. Business credit is the same way. You obtain, you know, you obtain things in your business name and when you report pay those bills, it gets reported to the business credit bureaus and you get a business credit score. The reason why it's so important is number one, is separate from you personally. So right. a lot of times, sometimes people personally want to buy a house, right? So let's say you just bought a car or you max out some credit cards. All of that is going to affect you in getting this house, right? They don't want to see maxed out credit cards. They don't want to see, you know, high debt to income. Right. So if you had maxed out credit cards and they're on the business side, lenders don't pull your business credit report when you're trying to buy a house. They only pull your personal report. Right. So one of the great things about business credit is it's separate from you personally, meaning that, you know, when lenders go to pull your personal report, they're not going to see anything that you have open in your business name. Right. Because you don't want anything to affect your, your debt to income when you're trying to qualify for a house. So one of the reasons why it's so important is because it does not show up on your personal uh, report. The other reason why it's important is because at some point you're going to run out of your own funds trying to start your own business, right? You might run through whatever's in your checking account. You might deplete your savings. You might run through your retirement and you're going to have to access capital outside of yourself in order to grow your business and scale it and take it to the next level, right? So why not leverage other people's money so that you can continue to grow and scale your business instead of burning your own pockets? Another reason why it's important 
is because it opens the doors for a lot of things. It opens the door for grant opportunities. It opens the door for you know, loans and lines of credit in your company name. It opens the door for cheaper insurance rates. Like there's a lot of benefits that come along with having business credit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, really important, especially if you want to get access to, to capital and funding. You definitely want to make sure that you have your business credit profile set up and you've started to establish your, your history so that when lenders pull your report, they can see, oh, okay, this company know how to manage its debt, right? Okay. Whereas if you have nothing on your business credit report, they're going to always ask you to do a personal guarantee. So, okay. So I guess one of the things that I picked up in your intro, you were talking about the done done score, D-U-N-S mm-hmm. score. And then mm-hmm. also like you just said, setting up your profile, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm in business, right? Just going to mm-hmm. use myself as an example. I'm a coach and I know I have a business credit card right? Mm-hmm. that has a limit on it, but that doesn't, does that necessarily mean that I'm set up for business credit or? No. Okay. No. Okay. So when it comes to business credit cards, Okay, let me just step back. When it comes to business credit, there's two ways to obtain it, Mm -hmm. right? There's a fast way and there's a slow way. The fastest way to obtain business credit cards is if you have great personal credit. So if you have a 700 score or higher, you could qualify for up to 150K in business credit cards within two weeks. Now you have to have a strong profile for that, right? You have to have the 700 score, no judgments, no liens, no bankruptcies, no collections, no foreclosures. If you've had all that stuff, it had to be you know, in the past and you've established credit since then. You have to have at least three years of credit history. You have to have at least 5K or more in credit card limits because you generally qualify for three to five times that. You have to have no more than six inquiries. Uh, within the last uh, two years for each credit bureau and, and utilization. They want you to be under 30% and have at least three years of credit history. When you meet those guidelines, you can qualify for business credit cards. The thing is not all business credit cards are reported to the business credit bureau. Sometimes they report to the business credit bureau. Sometimes they report to the personal credit bureau. Sometimes they report to both. Sometimes they don't report to either one. So it depends on how you obtained your card and if they report. Sometimes it's not on your personal, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's on your business report. If it is on your business report and you're paying it on time, then yes, that's going to help you with having a certain number of trade lines and having a good score. But it just depends on how you obtain that card and if they report. If they don't report, then it's not helping you establish credit with your EIN. So you basically need to make sure you... So does that mean that you need to make sure you go set up a profile? Like, I guess I'm I'm trying to make it practical for people like... Because I, I've heard myself personally, I've heard this a lot, you know, like you can do, you know, all these things. I, I think I was following somebody recently who was just like in the whole Airbnb space and they were like, oh, I did this because of business credit, you know? And I was and I've like, done that too. right. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You know, but, I think people don't understand it practically, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I've used uh, business credit cards in Airbnb and used it in my real estate deals as well. We used it. See, we had an Airbnb that was two floors, four bedrooms, three baths. And we use the card to furnish everything in it. We use business credit to, to furnish all the furniture, to help pay for our first and second month's rent. Like we lease this place in our business name and then rented it out as Airbnb. So you could totally do that. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you leverage your personal credit to get a business credit card or if you did it the EIN route. You know, either way, you can leverage that money to do Airbnb. You can use it for Toro. You can use it if you are doing a buy and hold. You can use it if you're doing a fix and flip. You can use it for stocks and bonds. Like there's so many different ways that you can leverage 
uh, business credit to either make more money with passive income or grow and scale your business. So your profile is really just, you know, how your company is set up so that when lenders go to evaluate your business, if you're set up the right way, then you could qualify for funding. A lot of times people don't have their business set up the right way. And that's why they don't qualify for, you know, a lot of loans. I mean, the main thing is, well, look at PPP or EIDL. Some people didn't qualify because they didn't have a business bank account. Or they didn't have revenue going to a business bank account or they're not paying themselves or paying their employees, right? It's all about being set up the right way. If you don't treat yourself like a big business, these lenders won't treat you like that either. So you have to- Can't blame them. You, you can look like, you need to look like a big business, even though you may be a small business and it's not expensive to do. Right. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. That cl- that clarifies it for me because I was like, okay, I do not even know. So I'm going to bring her on the show, ask her, ask the expert. So I'm interested to know um, what other funding solutions are available for like small business owners. There's a lot of funding solutions. It just depends on how fast you need the money, how much you need and um, which way you want to go. So we talked about business credit, right? So if you have those, the, the 700 score and the great profile, you could qualify for business credit cards. You usually get 0% interest anywhere from six to 12 months. And all you have to have is your business set up and meet those credit guidelines. You right. can get that in two weeks if you want to leverage personal. There's pros and cons to doing that. The other way is to do it with your EIN. That takes a lot longer, right? So you got to you got to set your business up the right way. So there's 10 steps in the credibility process to make sure your business is set up the right way, right? Making sure you got your entity set up, making sure you got your uh, DUNS number, your business bank account, you know, making sure you got your address, your phone number, all of those things, making sure that's set up the right way. Then from there, there's four tiers of building business credit. So everybody wants to jump to tier four, right? Tier four is the top tier that everybody's striving for. That's where you get the company car, with your EIN and no personal guarantee, that's where you get the visas and the MasterCards with no personal guarantee, right? But you can't start there. You got to work your way up to there. So tier one is not the sexy credit, right? It's the U-Lines, the Grangers, the Quill. They might give you a $500 line or a net 30 where you can order something from them, get the merchandise now and pay for it at a later date. Okay. Once you um, secure enough trade lines in tier one, you can go on to tier two and then you'll have access to higher, more revolving type of credit, you know, maybe 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 with Amazon, you know, Lowe's, Home Depot, you know, Menards, you know, different places like that, or even the fleet cards. So maybe you use your car for business. There's tons of fleet cards out there to have a lot of great benefits. Maybe you want to save on gas. Maybe you need to buy tires. Maybe you need an oil change. Maybe you need some other perks that come along with that, right? So once you have enough trade lines from tier one, two, and three, and then tier four, is where the business can start to qualify for things uh, without the personal guarantee. So, so you can do it with your personal credit. Mm-hmm. You can do it with your EIN. There's other products too. If you have great personal credit, you could qualify for a term loan. A personal term loan um, is a loan that you pay back in three, five, or seven years. So you have to meet those same credit guidelines, but you also have to show that you have income of at least 40000 a year or more. If you can prove that from two-year tax returns, then you could qualify for up to three hundred k, and you get that in two weeks. Now, the interest is high. It's anywhere between 5 and 15% based on your score and your profile. However, you get the money in two weeks. You have to pay it back in three, five, or seven years. And if you can flip that money quickly, then it may be worth the high interest. So that's a personal term loan. It goes on your personal report. 
but you can use it for your business or you can use it however you wish. So that's another funding option. Another one is a passion, a personal cash line of credit that's revolving. It's up to 50K. Sometimes people qualify for one or two revolving lines. So again, you need that strong profile, that 700 score. You have to show 40K in gross income for the last two years of tax returns, and you may qualify for that. Sometimes people qualify for both. Sometimes they want some business credit cards. Sometimes they want some term loans because sometimes they want something liquid. Sometimes they want something on a card. So you have those options too. Of course, there's personal credit cards if you want to go that route. Now you can get like 0% interest for up to 18 months, which is great. So you have those options as well. But again, there's pros and cons to each and you got to know the pros and cons before you figure that out. Now, outside of that, there's other grants. So like in my membership program, I provide a list of grants to all of my members every single month, letting them know about all the funding options that's available to them. So whether it's a pitch competition, whether it's an accelerator program, whether it's some sort of grant, you know, there's tons of grants out there for women, for minorities, for, you know, veterans, right? There's tons of grants out there. And so Mm -hmm. I provide that updated list every single month so they know what's available. And then there's kind of the non-traditional type of lending options through like PayPal and Stripe. So based on, you know, the transactions that you have through your merchant provider, you may be able to get a working capital loan through them that is only based on your business. And, you know, you don't have to, to, you know, it's not a personal guarantee. So there's many, many funding options available. And so, you know, it just depends on, again, how much you're looking for, how fast you need the money, and which option you want to take. Now, leveraging personal, you can get it in two weeks or less. Leveraging your EIN takes longer. You know, industry experts say it could take a year or longer. And that's true if you don't know what you're doing, right? If you don't know what vendors to work with, right? Because not all of them report to the business credit bureaus. Lenders have up to three months to report your payment history. So that can take a while, right? And so I show people how to do it in six months or less, going from tier one to tier four. But it can take longer if you don't know what vendors to work with. And again, it, it, it they have up to three months to report payment history. So if you think about four tiers, that could take a while. Hi, friends. Just taking a quick break here to say thank you for being a listener of the Black Girl Business Bar podcast and a member of this growing community. I launched this podcast because I wanted women of color just like you to know that they have a place to go where community is priority and a resource for practical tips, advice, and mentorship. Outside of this podcast, one of the most powerful ways I help women just like you is through one-to-one coaching and mentorship. My program, Savvy Sales for Solopreneurs, is designed to take you from making inconsistent sales or no sales at all to crushing sales and getting fully booked in your business. This coaching experience will be personal, empowering, and takes a holistic view of the challenges you as a woman of color face in the online space. I believe having strong sales foundations and sustainable momentum are two key factors in having a successful business in the online space. And I found for myself and my clients, the fastest way to get there is through one-to-one coaching and mentorship. So if you want to start building your bank account by signing clients regularly, get in touch with me at Khalida at BlackGirlBusinessBar.com or visit my website at KhalidaDubose.com forward slash coaching. The links will be in the show notes. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah. So, you know, this kind of makes me wonder, like, are there businesses that some of these funding options kind of lean towards, for instance, like real estate? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, 
you know, we're in the online space. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of people have coaching businesses. Would those be businesses that could really tap into using some of these funding options? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say there are more um, riskier industries than others, right? So banks and lenders, they see real estate as risky. They see strip clubs as risky. They see casinos as risky. So there are definitely some industries where it's going to be harder to qualify for funding. But online coaching and consulting, I don't think that's one of them. As long as you got revenue coming in every month, they it, banks generally like to see 10 and care more. If you have consistent revenue coming in every month and you're not in those high risk industries, then you can still get access to capital. Okay. That's good to know. That's very good to know. So what are, could you give us like three tips for getting started with, like if you're a person who wants to build business credit or you want to go a different funding route, give us like three tips to get, get us going. Three tips. So the tip number one is to set your business up the proper way from the very beginning. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, we might have a hot product. We might got a, you know, a great recipe, right? We, we, we're, we're getting sales and we're excited and we're growing, but we forget to set up the business the proper way. Right. If you do not set up the business the proper way from the very beginning, it could cost you later on down the line. And like I said, the big, biggest example is that is when PPP came out and EIDL. A lot of people didn't have business bank accounts, you know, where their revenue was going to the business bank account. A lot of people didn't have their entity set up or structured the right way. So I would say the first thing you got to do is set your business up the right way. You know, if you're not sure, you might want to talk to an accountant or uh, an attorney to see which legal entity is right for you. Just because people on Instagram say, go get an LLC. That might not be the best one for your business or your industry. Agreed. So find out, the, right, from a tax and legal standpoint, find out which entity is the best entity for you. Now, I would say a sole proprietorship is not it. You cannot establish business credit with a sole proprietorship. I mean, you can, but you will have a lot of limitations. So I definitely recommend an LLC, C Corp, S Corp, you know, one of those. Set up your business the proper way. Not only does it help you in the long run when you're trying to qualify for grants, loans, lines of credit, different things like that, but also count towards your years in service, your, your, your years in business. You know, when I first started my first business in 2014, I didn't know what I wanted my name to be. So I just put my first initial, my last initial, and then put enterprise. And then two years later, when I figured out the name that I wanted, I switched it over. Now that was a pain in the butt, but because I did it that way, I, I was already in business for two years. Right. Even though I wasn't sure what the business was going to be and what I was going to do with it or what name I wanted, I still got those two years in in service. So incorporate or set up your company as quickly as possible. Um, So that would be my first step. Going through the 10 steps in a credibility process, you got to do that anyway to set up your business. So that's, you know, making sure you got the right um, entity, making sure you got your EIN, making sure you got your DUNS number, making sure that you have the right email address, the right website domain. You don't want to be you at Hotmail, you <laughs> at your company name, get your domain. These are all the things that lenders look at to make sure you're a legitimate business. <laughs> this is so right? true. So I've that before too. Number, right. Your business phone number, right? A lot of people use their cell phone for business. That's not what you want to put on business credit applications. You want a phone number, a business phone number that's dedicated to your business that is not a cell phone number. I'm not saying don't use it. Just don't use it on applications, right? right? Even with your business address. Some people like to go to UPS and the FedEx and get a PO box. Lenders don't want to Google your business and see a UPS store. So you can use a home address or you can use a virtual address. But, you know, it's small things like that to just make sure that 
when these lenders and creditors are looking at you, that you look like a legitimate business because mm-hmm. you took those steps, even with your, your business name. You know, lenders will check the secretary of state and the IRS to see if it matches. So sometimes people forget a dot or a period or abbreviate. That stuff can cause you to get denied on applications because this is not a manual review. They're they're using their artificial intelligence to verify that you're a legit company. And they're not going to say, oh, well, let me check. No, if it don't match, automatically deny it. So like if your name is Five Star Inc. with IRS and Five Star Incorporated with the secretary of state, guess what? Your applications are getting denied. Because it doesn't match. You don't look right. like a legitimate business. Right. So it's very, very important that you take those 10 steps and set your business up the proper way so that down the line, when you need funding, when you need lines or loans or you need grants, your paperwork is good to go. You know, you got your your entity, your article, you got everything. So that would be number one, set your business up the proper way. The next thing, and this has nothing to do with business credit, but the next thing I would recommend is your your bookkeeping and your taxes. You know, in my first business, when we failed, that is something that we were not on top of. And it's very, very important. And a lot of times people don't realize how important that is until they miss out on some sort of opportunity because they don't have it done, you know, and that that's not fun to have to go back and redo that stuff later. So even if you're not making a ton of money, either learn how to you know, record transactions in QuickBooks or work with a bookkeeper or an accountant or a CPA. That would be the next next thing that I would say. And the last step would be start to establish your business credit as quickly as possible, even if your business hasn't made any money yet, even if, um, you know, you're still working on your personal credit. You want to take the steps to build your business credit as quickly as possible. One, it takes a long time. But two, you want to be able to have the money available when you need it. Right. Most of the time people come to me and they say, hey, I want 50K. I want to do it with my EIN. Okay, great. It's going to take up to six months. <laughs> you need to start before you need the money. Yeah, I like right? that. Start so before you need the money. Start before you need it so that when you need it, it's there for you. Right. You know, my friend, um, I just spoke at an event yesterday and she was talking about how she got a loan. She's like, I don't even need it right now. But when I do, I can tap into it. Right. And so if her business wasn't set up the right way, she didn't have the revenue going to a business bank account. She probably wouldn't qualify for that. And now she has this line of 50K that she can use and she can tap into it when she can. And you can use business credit for so many things. I I look at it like, you know, an extra line of liquidity or emergency Mm -hmm. in the event that you need it. Do you need to hire new people? Do you need to expand? Do you need a vehicle? Do you need to pay some staff? Do you need to do some marketing or some advertising? Right. And if you don't want to deplete everything that you got, right, you can leverage these funding opportunities so that you can free up your cash flow and still make money. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just I think, you know, that's the point that, uh, you know, we want to drive home is like really just being set up properly from the beginning. And I think you're right. Mm -hmm. In the online space, we hear a lot of just, you know, just get started. Don't worry about, you know, all the stuff. There are things you don't have to worry about all the time when you're first starting. But I think this is very important. And then then the second point is just making sure you're talking to somebody that, you know, your bookkeeper, having an accountant. My bookkeeper happens to be my little sister who worked for Big Four and she was a auditor. (laughs) So she's really on top of her stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, just really making sure you have that person and I'm that person. I'm like really obsessed. I'm like, okay, let me just make sure everything's perfect now. So it doesn't bite me later. That's, that's, that's a big thing for me. Exactly. I think some people think that, oh, I don't have the money to to set up a LLC or I don't have the money for this. We'll find it. 
Right. You know, or, or find someone that's within your budget. You know, and here in Illinois, LLC is one fifty now. It used to be five hundred dollars when I first. That's what I was going to say. They're not even that expensive it's, it's anymore. It's not as expensive as you would think. And even with bookkeepers, I mean, you can find someone within your budget. But that stuff's really, really important. Like I said, when you can't qualify for something, that's really when most people get it together. Right. You either can't qualify for something, or you get audited, and now you owe a bunch of money, or you're paying penalties. That's when people start to realize how important this stuff is. So, ladies, we don't need to go that route. We don't always have to feel pain <laughs> to get our stuff together, right? We don't always got to exactly. be go through the pain stuff. So I want to know, you know, before we have to head out, I want to talk to you about, so you're doing a TED yes, Talk in February. Tell talk. us a little bit about that. What's going on with that? Yes. Okay. My TED Talk is February 10th yes. and it's at 6 p.m. And the theme of the TED Talk is... Uh, the comeback is greater than the setbacks, right? Beautiful. And I'm going to talk all about my entrepreneurship journey. Like I said, this is my second business. My first business was not successful. Made every mistake in the book. That's why I can talk now about setting things up the proper way from the very beginning, because I made all those mistakes in my first business and it cost us dearly. And so I had a lot of setbacks, <laughs> Uh, I never thought I would start a new business. I really did. When the last business fell, I thought that was it. This is over for me. This must not be what I'm supposed to do in life. Let me go back to corporate America and get a job because this did not work for me. No one talks about how hard entrepreneurship really is. They don't. Um, and so uh, it took a lot to to get back get back to starting another business and right. learning from all the mistakes that I made from the first. Like I said, we didn't have our bookkeeping or we didn't have our system. So we, when I tell you, we made every mistake in the book and it bit us in the, in the butt at the end. And so that's why I'm such a stickler about it now because they don't teach us in school. They don't, you know, they don't teach us in college. Like entrepreneurship is a lot of learning as you go. Right. And it's almost like you, you wish someone could have told you this, uh, in the beginning, hey, you should do this, you should do this, you should do that, right? And so my talk is all about all of the setbacks and the struggles that I had in my entrepreneurial journey and how that sets you up for a greater comeback. So uh, for entrepreneurs, you know, you're going to face challenges, you're going to face setbacks, but don't let that break you uh, because all of those painful lessons uh you need it. You almost need to make mistakes and not be afraid to make mistakes in order to learn from them and for it to help you for something forward, you know, moving forward. Right. And so my talk is all about my journey. <laughs> like I said, I, we made every mistake in the book, lost money, credit, like all of it. That's, that's why I can talk more about it now because I didn't know the pros and cons of leveraging personal credit. I didn't know what would happen if you did a deal and you didn't make a profit and lenders could come after you. Like, I didn't know any of that. I was just like, oh, I got great credit. I got great income. I'm about to qualify as much money as I can, right? You don't know what you don't know. Right. And you need to know the pros and cons of leveraging because, yeah, it can be devastating when you have to rebuild and start over from scratch. So basically, my talk is going to be all about the setbacks that many entrepreneurs face, including myself, and how you can use that for a greater comeback. That's beautiful. And how those lessons, no matter how painful, can be worth it uh, when it comes to something greater. You know, your first business may not be the last business that you do. You do have to try different things so you can figure out what's for you. I tried many different real estate strategies and realized I only like rentals. 
I don't right. like wholesaling. I don't <laughs> like Airbnb. I don't like fix and flip. I like rentals. I like to do the work one time and get paid every single month. That's my favorite real estate strategy, right? right. And I had to try different things to figure out what works for me. There's a lot of strategies out there that they all work, mm-hmm. but what what is your risk level? What is your tolerance? What what do you like? To me, fix and flip felt like a job. Why did I leave my six-figure job to create a new job for myself? <laughs> you there every day managing people, right? I, I got in this to make more money and work less. Right. I'm working more than I did when I was working. So you, you're you're going to try some things until you figure out your niche, right? You know, your niche, your calling, what you're great at, what you're comfortable with, right? And don't have shiny object syndrome because we had that too. Oh, oh this person is making 100 in Airbnb. This person is making that. And we were all over the place. It's just like, pick one thing, get good at that one thing, get that stable, get that up and going. And then if you want to just explore some other things after that, then do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be talking about my journey, my struggles. I, I, it took me a while to get here. Like when our business fell apart, I had to go to therapy, all of that. Cause I was devastated. I never thought my business was fail. I'm like a high achieving person. Everything I did up until that point was successful. So when my business, you know, went left, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was hard to deal with. Right. Which is um, probably what took you a little bit of time to like reset, like, should I go back? Oh, yeah. Right. I had my idea when I went to that entrepreneur women's empowerment. I did. I, that was the time that I got the idea, but I didn't start the business to a year later. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if I should go back into entrepreneurship again. Yeah. Right. And the only reason I moved forward is because I met AC Green. I told him what I could do. And he was like, let me put you on a radio show. And then that was the birth of my new business. Because I was like, man, my first business failed. I don't know if my next business will be successful. So anyways, I'm grateful for everything that I went through, even though it was hard, even though it sucked, (laughs) even though, you know, it was a lot of dark days, but I learned a lot of valuable lessons that I took with me to this business. So the TED Talk is all about, you know, overcoming whatever setbacks and challenges you have and how the, the comeback will be greater than any setback that you ever had to experience. I love that. Where can people find that TED Talk? Because I think when this airs, it, you might have completed it like five days before. Because I think this is due to air February 15th. Okay. So the TED Talk, the, the TED Talk that I'm a part of is TEDx Rush U. So here in Chicago, there's Rush University. Rush, yep. so if you ty- type in TEDx Rush U you will be able to find it. It'll also be on YouTube. Again, my name is Latoya Jackson. It'll My title is, you know, minor setbacks, major comebacks. So you'll be able to see it on YouTube when it airs. But, you know, hopefully it will inspire someone um, to continue on their entrepreneurship journey and to not give up, even though it's, it's going to be hard. Like I said, I, I didn't see failure coming. I, like when we started our real estate business, I thought we were going to be on top of the world. I thought we was going to be millionaires. I thought we was going to be rich. Like I, failure did not even cross my mind. Which is so great. That's probably a good thing when, to be when, honest. When it, when it happened, when it was like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it just makes you a better person in the long run. So now I can smile about it and talk about it. But back right. then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody who gets to learn from you and gets the benefit of your knowledge thanks you and appreciates you for going through all of the hard struggles that they now can learn from, right? So, well, yeah, I 
yeah, hopefully it can inspire and help somebody. And like I said, I I take everything that I learn and try to educate people. Like this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, and, and why? So mm-hmm. that, hey, you could qualify for X, Y, and Z. There were some things I probably could have qualified for at the time that I, I wasn't even aware of. Right mm-hmm. now, I was like, dang, if I would have applied for this when I was here, then I could have had more. So now I try to educate people on all the options and then you could pick and, and tell you the pros and cons and then you could pick the option that's best for you. All right. So thank you so much, LaToya. I feel, I definitely feel a lot more informed. Anytime I hear these warnings, I'm like, okay, let me talk to my bookkeeper. <laughs> Make sure everything is good, good with me. So I hope the ladies out there who are listening, especially the ones who've reached out to me and have asked me questions about business credit, uh, took note. And this was helpful for you. So let us know where we can find you, where people can follow you as we head out. Absolutely. So again, my name is Latoya Jackson, founder and CEO of Excel Capital Group. You can find us online at our website, ExcelCapitalGroupLLC.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We also have a YouTube channel. So uh, feel free to reach out if you are looking to learn how to build business credit with your EIN, or you want to know about financing or funding options for your business, just reach out and we will help you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. All right, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. And a special thank you to LaToya for joining us today and sharing so many gems with us. If you haven't already hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you found today's episode helpful or had any aha moments, LaToya and I would love to hear from you. So make sure you screenshot this episode and tag us on socials. We'll have all of our tags in the show notes. We're dropping episodes every Tuesday and we can't wait to see you back then.